Hi, I'm Jordan Laurel, and welcome to my show where we make the human experience magical through mental health, mindset, and manifestation. My story is one of radical transformation and rebirth. From depressed, disempowered, and dependent to flourishing within an incredible life I've created, this podcast is me sharing my process of overcoming and creating a magical human experience to help support you as you do the same. Tune in every Monday to feel empowered through stories, wisdom, and lots of super practical tips. Because I am proof, you can change your entire life and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to the Magical Human Experience Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. I hope you are all doing well especially in light of everything that has been going on in the world. It has been so heavy and devastating. Um, I took a break from the podcast last week, actually, because I was just I was just beside myself and very affected and um, needed to just create a bit of space to to deal with what I was feeling internally um, and support myself in stepping back into my power. And you know I I am obviously praying for, there to be an end to the taking of innocent lives that has been happening, uh, both in America uh, and London. You know, racism has definitely been ignited from this, and we need to be speaking up against and fighting that. But especially, obviously, in Israel and Gaza, especially the mothers and the children, it's so, it's so devastating and heartbreaking. Um, but I. I found, um, you know, as with any situation in my life, there's there's a lot outside of our control. There are some things we can do in this situation, um, and as we are able, you know, we should we should try to do what we can. But at the end of the day, we don't have a lot of say. There's not a lot in our hands. But what we can do is take back our power, step back into our power, because. Trauma, fear, pain, those things are disempowering. And when we're disempowered and in that victim state, we are not able to show up well for ourselves, for others, for our community, for the world, for the people that do need our help. And so I have been focused on making sure I am taking care of myself mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally uh, to stay in a good place because that's how I'll be able to do my best and also to put out content supporting you all in reclaiming your power and helping you step back into feeling if not your best at least in a more stable place Um, especially after terrorist activities Um, that is the point of terrorism Um, it is a psychological attack as well and it is meant to instill fear and therefore disempower people so I am I'm doing my best always open to constructive conversations um, and also I'm here for anybody who needs to to reach out and talk I am in a much better place than I was and if you're really struggling reach out to me on my dms and I am here to be there for you as I'm able and share any resources and of course share my love with you and support and and yeah we need to more than ever really be focused on spreading love and giving the love we can because that is how we as individuals can really fight hate which is what fuels violence and racism and you know ultimately a lot of what's going on so um yeah I'm sending so much love and I'm here and just wanted to kind of address that as 
I felt that it was important to do so. But on to our podcast episode today. I'm really excited about it. It is honestly a really vulnerable, raw conversation with a friend I made my last night in LA. (laughs) If you um, watched, I recently posted Instagram stories talking about how I have ended up crashing things and it's been working out really well for me. Not technically crashing, but I've been ending up getting kind of dragged to things from friends that I wasn't originally supposed to go to or invited to. Um, But they were and they were like, oh my goodness, you got to come. And I was obviously allowed to come and able to come. But uh, it's just funny how I've just the universe, the synchronicity, the flow has been so amazing and so good. Lately, I'm so excited for what's to come. Things are really just I'm just so excited about my purpose and just being able to support you all in much deeper ways and some areas that have been on my heart and mind for years to speak up about and I just haven't had the I wasn't healed enough honestly um, myself from the damage that was done to me but um, I didn't have the words I didn't have the um, I wasn't on the other side where I was I would be able to come from a neutral place and a really constructive place so I'm really excited there's a lot of really cool things happening the one the one serendipitous uh, thing that I crashed was a a, a, a restaurant. Um, it was a friends and family dinner before they opened, before the soft launch. Um, and I met two amazing humans that I am starting a new podcast series with soon. So stay tuned for that. I'm very excited. Um, that is uh, kind of what I was talking about that's just been on my heart to talk about this topic um, in a constructive, loving, empowering way. Uh, and... Last night I ended up at a birthday party and actually met met two women that need support in starting their own podcast. And I was like, the world needs you. Women need you to speak up about your experiences. So that was cool. I was like, I knew I knew I would meet people that I was meant to meet. Uh, crashing yet another thing, another birthday party actually, because as you'll hear, I kind of go into the story. But the way I met Renee was I ended up crashing a birthday dinner she was at because I met her. So I'll let I'll let you listen to the episode to get the full story. It's kind of funny, but um, she just has such a beautiful heart and I really could see her heart in our conversations was really to continue to step into her highest self and to also do good and help other women. And I just loved that about her and just love her. She's really fun and just so adorable, so sweet. And when we connected on both having gone through a lot of trauma, been in abusive relationships in the past and been through a couple of breakups within the last year uh, and just how we had were getting through things and the perspectives we had chosen that really supported us and um, wanting to just share our stories to help other women. Um, obviously I've been doing that to a degree here already, but I thought her sharing her story and some of some things she's experienced that I haven't, uh, might be really helpful for you guys. Um, especially I feel like I get asked so much about stuff with dating more and more, um, from coaching clients, from DMS, um, relationships are something that I am so passionate about helping women with. Um, cause I spent so much time and energy educating myself on how to have healthy relationships. And I finally have those, um, and, um, and I'm, while I'm not in a romantic one right now, I've also done a lot of learning and studying and growing in that area. And, um, I just have learned so much through breakups, how to get through breakups. Um, and I thought that you guys might really get a lot out of just hearing more of 
especially what she her story and what she's been through but just our processes of kind of like how we deal with when things are hard and messy when we're hitting rock bottom when we feel like it's just lesson after lesson after lesson and we're like done with it what we do how we take our power back and support ourselves um and so I hope that this is encouraging, empowering. I hope you get a lot out of it. Um, and we both mentioned at the end that if any of you guys have questions or want to chat or just vent, uh, need support, whatever, reach out to us. We're here for you guys. I'm all about creating community and supporting each other. And yeah, I feel like I've been chatting a bit here. So I'm going to wrap up this intro, but I do, I have not been sharing the magic of the week much lately with you guys. And I, yeah, the last couple of weeks I fell off the bandwagon with that. And I was like, wait a second, I need to get back on this. Uh, so I was thinking what has really added the most magic to my life lately. Um, and I think for me personally, it is Taka. Um, I'm really excited because I'm going to have a guest expert on, I mean, he's just, he's kind of like a biohacker, but he's a doctor. Uh, we're going to talk about energy, but I have been, and I'm actually doing a lot better now. I think it was my immune system readjusting back to being in New York and just the onslaught of germs after I was like mostly in a car in LA and I was also like I was walking on the beach. I wasn't doing as much in LA. So definitely a huge difference in exposure to germs between my life in LA the last year and a half and the last month and a half. So I think that contributed, but there were some other things that I started trying and also I've been leaning a bit more on coffee, but it does sometimes give me um, more often than not, at least some degree of anxiety. And I just, it's just not like I already have, you know, our brains are 90%, uh, 80, 80 to 85% negative, And then about 90 to 95% repetitive. I don't need more negative fear-based thoughts in my head because of a substance I'm consuming. So I've been trying to temper the coffee a little bit, but I just got sent in the mail. It's called Taika, uh, T-A-I-K-A. I'm not exactly sure if that's the pronunciation, but they are uh, basically coffees. Um, They do have a matcha one. Uh, First of all, they're made with macadamia milk. I love macadamia milk so much. I was obsessed with a place in Brooklyn and would go there exclusively because they were one of the few spots that had macadamia milk. It's just is so creamy and good while being non-dairy. I love dairy. I was so excited to find that these, uh, it's just like a can. They use macadamia milk and it tastes amazing. I, I am obsessed. Um, but they have zero sugar. Um, there is coffee, so there is caffeine in it, but they ha- it has theanine in it, which that is what makes, because uh, I had a matcha phase because again, the anxiety from coffee and theanine really balances out caffeine. And I personally don't get anxiety when I have, because I also tried another coffee in New York that had theanine in it. And same thing, I felt energy, focus, flow, higher vibe, but I didn't have the anxiety. And so I love that this is theanine. I I felt so good after I drank this the other morning. Um, I also was so focused, so in flow, so high vibe. It also has ashwagandha, which also promotes calmness. Um, there's lion's mane for clarity. Uh, so I just, I'm, I am such a huge fan. I had great results. It tastes so good and yeah, just good for you ingredients. There's MTC oil. Uh, the ingredient list looks pretty good and pretty clean to me. Um, and again, above all, I felt really good 
the entire like entire rest of the day and I didn't have a crash. So I'm a huge fan. If you are looking for something in the morning is to just give you that little bit of like, a, I mean, it just is like a mood booster for me too. Like I look forward to my coffee, but also you need the energy and you just don't want the negative side effects. I highly recommend it. I'm a huge fan um, and I will link it in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. Welcome to the podcast, Renee. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. I know. Well, I'm so glad you reached out, but I'm also like so glad we met. We have the craziest story for how we met you guys. <laughs> there was it's actually involved. my favorite. <laughs> there was abuse. <laughs> it was definitely an abusive relationship in the beginning. <laughs> so uh, I'm still working on, you know, not being my nervous system, not being attracted to abuse because it's familiar from my past. Um, but yeah, just kidding. But <laughs> same. No, same. It's very comfortable once you've been through mm. toxic uh, situations to just fall into it because it's comfortable. And when amazing people come along, you're like, mm, this is boring, but we're changing that. Oh my gosh. That is literally something I'm working on right now. Literally. Yes. And, and, but then, then it's like, is, is it boring because it's my nervous system is used to abusing chaos or am I just not that into the person? Then you have to figure that out. <laughs> that is exactly what I just went through, but we'll get into that. I feel like we just totally skipped how we met, which is the best part. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. We are going to get into that. I'm so excited for our conversation, <laughs> especially because we've both been through a lot and just have a lot, I think that we'll be sharing uh, that we will share in this episode. That'll be empowering and encouraging for you guys getting through things, coming out the other side, how to do that, how to support yourself and empower yourself in that. But I meant just kidding about violence being how we met. Renee, accidentally, <laughs> we were at, where were we? We were at Casa Madera in West Hollywood. Yes. Okay. Yes. I always forget the name. And uh, we, I was in the bathroom washing my hands and you were coming out of the stall and the way their stall, their like handicapped, the larger stall set up, it's like the door swings into the sink. So like the door, I don't remember if it even actually hit me, but it almost did or it bumped me or whatever. And you were like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. And then I think, I think immediately we just started talking as if I had gone into the bathroom and we had already known each other. I came out and we were continuing the conversation. I don't even know what we started talking about. I think I was like, by the way, I'm really sad. I just went through a breakup. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think back and be like, what did we connect on? Cause you're right. It just felt like we knew each other and just like, we're catching up talking. And I was like, wait, who is this girl? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I didn't know you. <laughs> yeah. And then you were like, come find me. I'm at a birthday dinner. And then I was like, oh, I like, I I was, I don't know. I, this other girl wanted me to help her vet a guy. And so I ended up with them. And then I was actually there with my ex. I don't know if I told you that. I didn't know that the guy was your ex. Yeah. 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 So, so we got on such good terms and I'm so sad because we were going to do a podcast, but he doesn't feel comfortable doing diving into this yet. Maybe at some point, but we were living together till end of August. And um, it with our lease and we got on such good terms that we started going out together and I like actually took a guy home while with him out <laughs> I'm like, obsessed <laughs> we, like this bumped the guy the next morning like it was so <laughs> oh my god this is a good guy I mean it he's didn't work sweetie. out but he's supportive of you that's amazing yeah he's such a sweetie and then he I think got yeah he wasn't having a great night so he went home I was crashing me and the cat were crashing with him for the two nights between moving out and my flight back to the east coast and so he went back home 
And I went out and then when I came back in, I think I saw you and I like, didn't think I would find you again. And you were like, oh my God, come sit down. So I like crashed your friend's birthday dinner. Listen, I was like, hey, is it okay if she comes and sits with us? And he's like, I would expect nothing less from you meeting somebody in the bathroom. And all of a sudden they're at our party. <laughs> you guys like, they know what they're though. getting. I heard from huh? I I heard you guys uh, from one of the other people at the table that I was chatting with. Like you guys were out to like four a.m. or something, or that the party. Oh no, I I can't do that lifestyle anymore. I took my sweet little neon skirt home to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I'm not. That's a very rare outing for me that late anymore. It happens, but it's like few and far between. And then I need like three days to recover. A week. <laughs> week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grandma these days, but for good reasons, you know, oh. cutting toxic people out, surrounding myself in situations that feel good to me. So I'd rather be a little grandma than be stuck in chaos all the time. A Amen. Well, I mean, I think that's such a great segue actually into, I mean, my audience here knows, my listeners know, I've been through rock bottoms. I went through a ton of trauma and abuse growing up. I was in a religious, essentially kind of a cult that really disempowered women, um, which led me to be in an abusive marriage, um, sexually abusive marriage, because women were like owned wow. by or and controlled by, um, you know, I think he meant well, it's just the institution and how they very patriarchal. Mm -hmm. So I went through a lot of rock bottoms, a lot of rough times. I had an eating disorder I went for treatment for. Um, so I've been through my fair share of stuff and gone through some of that on the podcast, but I would love to hear, cause I don't even know your full story. I've heard bits and pieces, but I'd love to hear like some of, tell, fill me in, fill me in on like your journey and kind of the rock bottoms. Uh, oh, there's been so many. I feel like it's never ending and I'm waiting for the day where I'm like, okay, all of that was for a good reason. And I can see how it is mm -hmm. right now, but I'll totally get into it. But before I start, I just don't know why I feel so connected to you. I'm like, wait, why didn't I know that about you yet? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well, we, we haven't even got to hang out that much, but I think, well, this is maybe part of the redemption you're looking for in your story. For me personally, I feel like going through those things made me who I am now. It gave me such depth and empathy and the ability to connect very deeply with people. I have a lot of a high EQ now because of all mm -hmm. of that. And so it's like from that, now I am meeting such aligned people and building actually deep, meaningful, healthy relationships with them. And I'm able to share that hope with the world and be like, Hey, there is another side. And this is what it looks like when you actually do the work and yeah heal those things that uh, left you available, let you left you available to those toxic situations. And, you know, this is what's on the other side of it. Absolutely. It's all a lesson. So my story is a very interesting one, yet I think it's very relatable um, in many ways. So I was in a very um, public relationship that was made out to be a scandal when so. in reality the family put on an image that they were a very happy family parents were together everything was amazing in reality they weren't together I'm not 
gonna talk poorly about the family because I have nothing bad to say about them. Um, the only bad thing I have to say is about my ex <laughs> for all the horrible treatment that he's given me. But keeping it positive, we're not gonna talk shit about him. Um, and that that blew up around the world. Um, never did I think that I would be in that situation. But I was getting death threats for months. Um, yeah, I was getting death threats. I was just getting ripped apart on the internet. I actually lost my job from it. Wow. And I was working corporate. But here's like another situation where there's silver lining and everything's a blessing in disguise because, listen, I'm not made to sit in an office and be on a computer all day. It is just that <laughs> drives me absolutely nuts. So this threw me into the career that I meant to be in, um, in that sense, but decided to get back with the guy total of four times. Oh girl. Hey, been there, done that. (laughs) (laughs) And toxic ex. Oh yeah. Because they really get you good when you are dealing with a narcissist who has some personality disorder issues, they put on, their best face when they are lacking the how do I articulate this um I was speaking to a therapist recently who said it very well um let me put it this way some people are born with very weak egos some people are born with very strong egos and she told me to think about it in the way that there's sections to your brain. So just like imagine it as like a section of your brain, the ego. And so through growing up in nurture, somebody with a weak ego could be, could become someone with a strong ego. Sorry, one second. Not right now. Okay. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Can, yeah. can, I can't right now. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm um, on a call. I'm on a call. <laughs> Uh, Okay, back to the ego. So think of it as part of your, like a section of your brain. So somebody with a weak ego could be born into a family where they're very nurtured and that weak ego becomes a strong ego and vice versa. Like somebody born with a weak ego could have a situation and grow up where their ego isn't, there's nothing to like build them into a strong person or nurture them. So this person I was with, um, and just narcissists in general, people with personality issues, which I don't judge that at all. I don't judge any mental illness. I just judge the way that people treat others based off of that, because you can put in the work to still deal with what you're working with in your mind. Yeah. It's anyway, not your you're not responsible for what's happened to you. And sadly, we can't control that, but we are responsible for what we do with that. And then how we, how we let that impact others. Like it's our job to, you know, no matter what the cards we dealt were to do our healing work and not continue and perpetuate those unhealthy cycles. And there's a large group of people who don't understand that don't want to do it. So back to getting back together four times. The reason why is because, as a young girl, you know, these are like your first experiences in dating and somebody 
older than me. And so you would think they would know better. However, they put on their best face when they are trying to get you back and everything you want to hear, everything that they said that was a problem. He said he had worked on, he stopped drinking, like everything to get me back. Um, But with people like this, and the more and more you're with them, they give you so much. The highs are so high. And then it slowly, slowly goes away. And the lows come. And the lows are low. And so as it goes on, they'll give you a hint of the great treatment that they were giving you. And you're like, oh, okay, they're back. Like breadcrumbing. Breadcrumbing. And then you get less and less of that until it's just unbearable and you're stuck in a very toxic situation where in my case and in a lot of people's cases, these types of men and women who are very narcissistic, they only care about themselves. They don't care about how others are treated. They try to isolate you from everything in your life so that you're fully dependent on them. Mm, and like so <laughs> sounds like a cult <laughs> they should be a cult <laughs> it's it's this, it's the same strategy of disempowerment which is how you keep people in your control uh totally. and have a grasp on them so it's kind of the same totally. thing you, you disempower people they're very easy to manipulate so then during all this I lost myself and I don't like that feeling because I like feeling like Renee. I, I, deep down, I have a very strong sense of self and really like who I am. Life gets in the way and makes me insecure a lot of the time. So I have a nice mix of like actual confidence, not fake confidence, and also a lot of insecurity, which I feel like everybody, like you, you're a human. Mm-hmm. You have to have both. Um, did that even make sense? I think, I think maybe it's going back to kind of like what you're saying. Um, from from what how I had an expert explain it to me a few weeks ago. It's ego is can be either like in your face or it can be subversive. Both are actually ego though. Ego is like the unhealed, unintegrated self, and so it either presents as somebody who is like manipulative or arrogant or all of that, or it actually undermines you and makes you constantly doubt yourself, constantly um, feel insecure. Yeah. And (laughs) most of us, so few of us, because this stuff isn't even talked about, we're not trained to know how to heal and integrate our ego and just like actually be a whole healthy, stable self that's kind of in that that balanced center that it should be where you feel really good about yourself, but you're not like, I'm the center of the world. Everybody re- oh, you know, yeah. revolve around me. I'm amazing. I can do no wrong. No, yeah. that is not how I am at all. And yeah. like dealing with these people, you kind of get conf- like they confuse you mm-hmm. and you're like, wait, are you like the most amazing person on the planet? And yes. they're actually <laughs> the shittiest people. 
Well, yes, especially if you are on the other side where you're like a little bit, you are really kind and you do second guess yourself a lot. It's so easy then with when this person is gaslighting you, you're you already question yourself all day, every day. So now you have this strong, powerful, you know, energy that's then telling you that you're wrong and telling you you're crazy. Like it's yep. uh, it's just a mind fuck. I love that you said it's powerful energy because it's not a powerful person. It's a powerful energy that is very negative. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it was just a, a nightmare of a situation, but I'm very thankful for it. Still getting over it because uh, when you're dealing with a breakup, with somebody like this, it's not just a breakup. It's also you're dealing with healing from all the things they told you about yourself and mm-hmm. all the attachments to this toxic behavior. And it's a lot. It's <laughs> so, so it takes much. a lot of work. And I, I hope that you're starting out with like removing all shame and self-judgment because it literally, the only reason why most people end up in these unhealthy dynamics is because they went through things when they were a child or growing up that they didn't have what they needed, especially usually emotionally. Mm -hmm. And so kind of like we were saying earlier, what feels normal to you ends up being what feels safe to you and your nervous system. And so you will always gravitate towards what feels safe Your nervous system is literally designed to keep you safe. So it will always choose what's safe over what's better and healthy. And you pair that with the fact that we're not even taught to know what red flags are and to understand how to look at, like you're saying, not just people's words, but their behavior. Does their behavior match their words? Is what they're doing a red flag? Like we're not trained. And and then you pair that with like love and attachment. Like we can't help sometimes who we have feelings for, but we can empower ourselves through teaching ourselves what are red flags teaching ourselves how to regulate our nervous system to be able to choose what's best for us over what feels normal and safe and actually like having a support system. Like there's so many things we can do, but we're, we're set up for failure without this education growing up. We really are. I mean, forget like chemistry, somebody, if they're interested in chemistry, go learn it in college, like teach us about emotional intelligence in school, yeah. please. Yeah. Like how or how to know a toxic person and protect yes. yourself. <laughs> Cause the damage, like even this, you lost your job, like you're still healing emotionally from this. Like the damage is extensive, this stuff. Extensive. And it takes a lot of work. And but sometimes I feel like I've gotten to a really good place. And then of course, people like this, they whenever their their ego's not being fed that's when they come back to you to try to reel you in again. And so I'll be feeling really good. And then this freak will freaking contact me. And then it sets me back a little bit. But I, I try to think of every setback as like, okay, this has to be dealt with and I have to grow stronger from this. It -hmm. happened for a reason. And then it just propels you to an even better level afterwards. So Mm -hmm. Got to find the positive in all the chaos. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. And it's, I think that's what really gets me through things. I want to hear kind of like what, what, how did you get through that? And like, how have you, how are you supporting yourself? But I know for me, part of the, the mindset work has been to choose a faith mindset, choose to keep faith as 
you know, a core belief of mine that faith in the fact that the universe is always supporting us and these things are happening for a reason. And I am, I've started doing work on just self-trust and belief in myself. Like I am strong enough to handle it and I will come out the other side. And that in and of itself is so empowering when you like actually work on that really, that can being securely and safely attached to and connected to you. You don't need those other attachments as much, which is part of why we are so susceptible. I think is like, we, we kind of need the support, but when you give it to yourself first, you need other people less. And so you can make healthier decisions. Yes. It's so much easier. Like it's so much better to have it within yourself because then you're not relying on validation from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I'll be very real about how I've been handling and healing with this. And mind you, this was over, well, scandal happened a year from July this past, like, so not this past July. Yeah, about a year and a half ago. Almost, year and some yeah. change. Yeah. And the breakup happened. I moved out in March. So. Oh, so you were still with him for a while. For a year and a half. Wow. Wait, so what, well, let's backtrack a bit, actually. What, how did you start to realize it was unhealthy? Um, did you have any support in that? Like what, what did you start seeing and noticing that made you be like, oh, this is like not healthy? So many things. Um, before this, I hate the word scandal before uh, our, everything went public. Um, let's see. I mean, just the way he would talk about himself as if he's God's gift to the planet, the way that uh, he would blame me for things that in any other healthy friendship, relationship, acquaintanceship, like you don't put blame on people. Mm-hmm. And usually the things he was blaming me for were projections of, things that he's guilty for Mm. um I mean just like we would have like blow up fights over things that I would do but if he did them it would be okay double and in all of this in all of this I've very early on recognized that I'm looking for my dad So my dad isn't a part of my life and I've tried to have a relationship with him, but he's incapable. And that's a tricky situation because it's your parent, but is it easier and better for you not to have them in your life so that you feel healthier or is it important to have them in your life, but then constantly feel lied to, manipulated, all that good stuff that a toxic, narcissistic, egotistical person does. So in this, all my relationships with men in the past, and I'll get to the next one that was like, okay, I really need to do the work on healing this, looking for my dad shit um, and getting out of the comfort of toxic relationships and looking for healthy ones 
and trying not to be bored by them. But um, uh, yeah, I've just been, I've been searching for my dad. I've like, I've been in the past was really attracted to the idea of dating an older guy. Mm-hmm. That's um, like, yeah. that's because number one. Like, for that like nurturing and that leadership uh-huh. and strength and rock probably yeah. that you never had. Someone who knows more than me that can teach me in in a man so like I can't reiterate enough I literally was looking for my dad and I found him in two men in two different men that not and not in a good way I found his narcissism his manipulation his unhealthy behavior uh his victimization of himself I found that found him found him (laughs) but and I think this is like it's so important to to call like I think this is a great thing for anybody listening to reflect on if they're finding themselves in this similar pattern is like did you have a good relationship with your dad growing up did you have your needs met um and if not in what ways if you journal that out and then you start journaling out about any parallels between who you're, who you've been dating and attracting, I think you'll uncover, you'll uncover kind of what you uncovered is uh-huh. I was lacking nurturing. It was not lacking, you know, leadership, stability, whatever it might be. Um, and that's going to help you really get clear on. Yeah. And, and a re- yeah. recurring theme is that like surface level, it's really great and fun. Because that's how it was with my dad when I was a kid. Very surface level, very fun. He was, I'm doing air quotes, great dad to kids because he knows how to be childish. Mm -hmm. Um, I hate bashing people. I feel like I'm just bashing everyone. But I don't think um, it's meant to tear them down. I think we're focused on the patterns and what, 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 like this is probably so helpful for somebody else in your shoes to understand why they keep attracting a man that's so fun on the outside, but then it turns so toxic. Like I think us talking about it, this is meant to be constructive, not to say that these are shitty people. They are the yeah. way they are because of their own trauma. They are the- <laughs> we can send them love and hope that they heal and stop perpetuating toxic cycles. But I think, I think we're doing, that's my goal is to talk about these difficult things in a way that helps other people see for themselves so they can make different choices and empower themselves. So I don't think mm-hmm. you're teaching people. I think. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 I think this is- I try, I, I don't like speaking poorly of people, even though I have my moments where I got a vent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. But this is, the this is, this is sharing, I think, factual information and like, yeah. Okay. Like good. that makes okay, sense. Good. The childish, you know, he was able to, you know, and it, you can maybe still want that in a future partner, somebody who's playful, but you want, you know, the playfulness coming from being a stable, mature man who's able to let loose, not somebody who just hasn't grown up yet. <laughs> exactly. And one thing my ex would tell me all the time is like, I'm Peter Pan, baby. Like, oh God, that is the least, that is the least attractive thing ever coming from somebody in their forties. I'm sorry. Like, please don't say that or do, but don't Peter Pan make me a part of that. Yeah, Peter Pan men in California is a serious problem. Like a lot of them don't want to grow up and take responsibility for themselves or for oh my God. a healthy partner. And like there was, it's very sad. There was at one point and for most of the relationship with my main ex, um, 
that he would blame me for his lack of relationship with his kids. And you know what? I'll get into detail, but like my dad blames his daughters for, I'm just realizing this now. My dad blames me and my sisters for not having a relationship with him. When you are the parent, Mm -hmm. you do the work. I've tried. And with my ex, he would blame me for the lack of relationship, which is just crazy. I'm not the parent. There is no way that I have any power over that. Mm -hmm. And I would ask him, hey, did you call? Well, I think a huge problem, a huge problem for me, a red flag to me with anyone. And it's so interesting. Like I recently went through a a friend breakup and I was getting blamed for boundaries that she wasn't communicating or actually upholding. Cause I was, I actively try to respect boundaries whenever they're communicated clearly to me. And I just, I had to like, let go and send her love, you know, and I'm also really hard on myself. And when anytime I'm complaining or I'm resentful, like if somebody's not taking responsibility and is blaming someone or something else, red flag, you're not in your power. Red flag. Red flag. You're responsible for you and your life and what you're doing and creating. And they're just feeling shitty about themselves. So they're putting it on somebody else. So they don't have to feel those feelings. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And I would be like, I would, I would say, listen, as somebody who really wishes that their dad would reach out to them and try to have a relationship with them, meaning me and my dad, Mm -hmm. here's what I would want from my dad. Mm -hmm. Have you called and checked in on your son's wrestling match? Have you called and checked on on one of your daughter's kids because she was sick? Like, did you ask how their week was? No, no. And I'm like, well, you're not doing any work. How is this my fault? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of lack of response, of personal responsibility, which is a sign of emotional immaturity. It's a sign they're probably not going to be a healthy partner. Yeah. And I'm very empathetic. And so, um, I forget what I was going to say about that, but also this therapist was telling me some like really great ways to kind of remove yourself from being so involved and getting wrapped up in the cycle of these people. So with my ex, she basically told me she can't diagnose him without speaking to him directly, but she said, it sounds like he has personality disorder and you are a very kind-hearted, empathetic person and you feel emotions very deeply and you feel for people. Mm -hmm. And these type of kind of energy suckers are going to be attracted to you because Mm -hmm. they, that's what they want to be. They don't have it in them. And so they're attracted to you because that's what they want within themselves, Mm. which is another way to look at it and kind of just like feel empathetic towards them. And like, that's part of my healing too. It's like, okay, let me feel just kind of bad that that's what they're stuck in and not willing to change it. And just like wish them the best of luck in maybe one day maybe one day being able to step outside of yourself, which with some of them, it's just way too far gone. And it's now it's just about finding out early on, seeing those traits in people and skirt, skirt away from that. 
Yes. I love your process though, that you just shared. And that's kind of what mine has become as well. I I end up like, I think the, the resentment and the pain is what first builds up. And then I'm like, I need to take responsibility. I'm allowing myself to be treated this way. And then I get mm-hmm. kind of angry sometimes. And it's, a, and then I, I let myself feel my feelings, get them out. And then I'm like, okay, let me take action, set the boundaries, actually protect myself. And then from that place, I think, yes, I love that you come back into clean energy. I think coming back into love and clean energy is so powerful because we're responsible for the karma that we are creating and that's it. We're not responsible for making sure another person gets their karma. Like the universe is going to do that. And we fuck ourselves over when we do that. So coming back and I, I literally have like, especially with my ex and he is a good guy and he's not a narcissist at all, but I had to forgive him and be like, he can't meet my needs. He can't be who I want to be with and who I need. So that's he like, let me forgive him and release him and move on. And it's just so easy to get to a place of sending love when you are stepping into your power and taking care of yourself, which is what it sounds like you did. Like you were like, I, I'm going to take myself out of the situation. I'm going to step into my power and I'm going to attract what I want and create the the life I want. It's a work in progress. Uh, Mm -hmm. Life will always be a work in progress, which is something that I have a very hard time with. I'm like, come on, where's the good stuff? And uh, yeah. And then another very big, like a big eye opener was, um, I I can't say too much or give too much detail, but I did a show. I fell in love, did not plan on it. And I mean, do we ever plan to fall in love? (laughs) No. And that's when it happens. And I'm like, now I'm like, what the fuck I want to, ha- can I cuss? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Now I'm like, what the fuck? I want kids and I want to be like married right now. Um, But you can't force it because yeah. obviously the universe has plans. I try to think of it always as like, if things aren't going the way that you want them to, it might be because something better is in store. Always, always. Mm-hmm. And you choose to believe that and you will see it come true. I lo- it's, you have it's- beliefs are good that you're choosing. You're too- we choose our beliefs it's hard to stay in, in the mindset. It's really hard. And I do find myself like flip-flopping and having really bad days, but then you just have to have those bad days. Yeah. And just like, let it happen, let it pass. Mm. And something that I'm really proud of myself for is when I'm having the bad days, I used to be like, this is how my life is now. I'm always going to feel this way. And now I'm just like, you know what? Today's a bad day. I feel a lot of emotions. If I got to cry, I'll cry. If I got to stay, give myself the day to like not talk to anybody. That's just what I have to do. And maybe later will be better, but tomorrow will be. Yeah. Yeah. Just accepting. And even kind of like what you were saying, cause I'm doing that too. Um, like just accepting that like I'm, I, cause I'm really excited to find my life partner, settle down, have kids, Um, and, but I start like, sometimes I'll find myself getting into a needy or clingy energy with it. And I know that's what blocks it. And so I'll have to just do the same thing. And it's acceptance is so powerful because what we resist persists, like just accepting, I don't feel good right now. And that's okay. I am not in that season yet that I am, you know, so excited about. And that is okay. And when you accept like where you're at, you're, it it just like moves through and, and usually so much faster. So I love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. 
It's accepting you can't control some things and knowing what you can control and taking massive action in those areas versus knowing what you don't have control over and surrendering. If you can get that balance like nailed and locked in, life just becomes amazing. Yeah, it really, it really does. Um, but what I was saying about this other guy, mm-hmm. so I had to go through two breakups recently. Oh, um, and I think I was telling you about this when we met, but um, I met this guy. Wow. I thought I met my match. I was like, if everything that I've been through led to this, oh, yeah, I would do it again. Like I met my person, but I was like, Hey guys, do you think like he's love bombing me? And <laughs> turns out he was, <laughs> but, um, we, I, I can't give too much away, but anyway, it just ended so poorly, but he was a less extreme version of my ex. So obviously the lesson was not finished of me learning like how to love myself more than, I don't know what I'm saying. Maybe you can maybe you can help me figure this out a little better. Yeah, no, this is my jam. This is what I do with my coaching clients. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like here to help you figure it out. I think maybe this is how I have viewed it for me personally and what my journey has been. Uh, Because it sucks. And you're just like, when are the lessons going to end? I'm ready to stop learning lessons. I'm ready for it to be. When are the lessons going to end? Yes, when are the lessons? Well, the lessons are happening because you've to some degree gotten clear on what you want. And when that intention is the universe is out into the universe, like the universe is conspiring to help get you what you want, but you have to be a match for it. And if you are still not valuing yourself to the degree that you will not tolerate anybody who doesn't treat you in a way that matches that value, the universe will make you continue to be in situations that force you to learn how to value yourself. Um, For me, a really great example of this is I all of the men that I have attracted up until this fall have been emotionally unavailable. And I was also though emotionally unavailable. I sad heart. I hate breaking this to people, but like if you're attracting um, unavailable, unavailable, emotionally unavailable men, I can never get that. And you are also emotionally unavailable. Yes. And my ex amazing guy. Um, and he'll even admit this, but he was emotionally unavailable to me. And finally, when I ended things, because I was like, I really, I, I know this is not going, this is going to hold me back from stepping into who I need to be. And I, I deserve that. The universe sat me on my ass and I had to learn how to become emotionally available to myself. And it also supported me. Like I was getting podcasts and, you know, trainings and stuff, posts on Instagram, things that were helping me learn how to become emotionally available to myself. And then I, I sat with myself And I cried and I journaled my emotions day after day after day. And I learned how to tune into myself. It's the same thing that you do with a friend. And I love, I just had another recording podcast recording this week. And we talked about this a bit with like dating dynamics, but the same way you are emotionally there for somebody else, you know, who's going through a hard time, you need to do that with you alone. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that, you learn to not be afraid of your emotions You learn how to deal with them, how to sit with them, how to process them, release them and alchemize them. And I really learned over this spring how to be emotionally available to myself. 
And I recently have just men that I've been connecting with are emotionally available. And it's just been amazing. Like I've been having, I've had only only amazing experiences with men, even casually dating this summer. Like they have been so positive. So positive. Yeah, it just shows you that it exists, even if it doesn't work out. But how funny is it that it's so easy to see and in so many aspects, like work-wise, if somebody's going through a relationship, if somebody's um like sabotaging themselves, it's mm-hmm. so easy to see from an outside perspective and give advice. Mm-hmm. But if only we could yeah, do that for yeah. ourselves a lot easier. That's why we need that's support. the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. So to to kind of go back to what you were saying, it's like I now look back and I'm so grateful for those rock bottoms, those really painful experiences, because I it I was guided into and finally took the time because I had the the space for it with that person out of my life. I finally learned how to become emotionally available to myself. And now I'm finally getting what I've always wanted and starting Yay, to see yeah. it. And so this these are the best. Yes, 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 yes. So I think, you know, the universe, I think you, you're so self-aware and you're obviously doing the work and you're obviously working with a therapist, but like, you know, digging into what are these men not providing for you that you, that you really want? Like, how are you not providing that for yourself Mm -hmm. and working on that? Mm -hmm. How can you adore and value yourself, give yourself the stability parent yourself, lead yourself the way you're looking for a man to. And if you can start doing that for yourself, you're going to magnetize a man who's going to be able to do it for you in a healthy way. So the second breakup, this is the one that like really took me back to like, look at myself and think, okay, let me just focus on me. Mm. Let me just put all my focus on me. I'm like, clearly attracting the same thing over and over I had a dramatic moment where I was like no man ever again <laughs> it's easier to cut ourselves off than to, to st- well we talked about this on the phone like vulnerability takes strength and oh yeah it's harder to heal and open back up again than it is to be like fuck men men are trash men suck I'm like well you're not going to attract a man if you decide to stay in that energy but I, I get it it's yeah. hard but most of, them, most of them do so but we're strong but there there's great ones out there and you know what the funny thing is once I did that and once I poured all my love into myself and like I'm like listen let next six months I'm just focusing on me I'm just gonna see how that goes Ooh, and that. yeah and my career and like really just like building myself into the Renee that I dream of being let me become that over the yes. next six months yes and it's funny because this man came into my life that is ideal like a, a any girl would be so lucky to be with him mm-hmm. however the catch ready he's older mm-hmm. he has five kids okay it's just like it's another repeat but he's like a healthy, very sweet, very emotionally and intellectually smart. Did like you know what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah, emotionally. Yeah, emotionally he's just like smart and in always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's smart and always. He's so sweet, but of course, it's like okay, he's 
older, which I said I was going to step away from. Mm-hmm. I really just want to focus on myself. I don't want to date anybody right now until I feel like I'm somewhere where I can, I don't want to rely on a man. I want to feel so good about myself so that I can bring my best self forward mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I, when it's time for a relationship. Um, because I would want the same in return. And also just selfishly, I want to be my best self before getting involved with anybody. Um, and he is just amazing. However, it's just funny that it's a repeat of some, some patterns that I said I would get away from, mm-hmm. like the, I don't mind if somebody has kids, but five kids, that's a lot. And being older, but also at this time he's super nice. So it's like, you're making it's progress. Slowly, it's slowly getting there. Yeah. And this is just, I used to be in such a mindset of like, well, this is it. This is all I get. Like, of course this, but I'm like, I'm so grateful for the mindset that I have now where I'm like, oh, the universe is showing me like a new version of it. And I've made this person one of my best friends now. Aww. And it's wonderful. Um, But I'm like, okay, the universe keeps showing me like, there's good stuff out there. And this one isn't the one. Right. But we're getting closer. It's the one for right now, because maybe this is a helpful analogy for people. If like it's you're getting stair steps, because imagine if like, exactly. okay, like you're going to a gymnastic tournament, whatever. I don't know where this came from, but you know, and <laughs> I don't know where this came from, but gymnastics. like you start taking gymnastics lessons and you go to compete in like, you know, whatever competition they have, usually, you know, usually there's like two a year and you have to compete at level eight when you've been doing level one, you're not ready for level eight. So the universe is like giving you stair steps up to where you want to be operating as your best, you know, next level, higher self with the people that align for that. Like you just don't like, you can't just like make that leap. You don't have the skills yet to compete at that level, you know, or perform at that level. And they, the universe gives you the stair steps to get you there. This is like trainings. And so if we can just come back into gratitude and enjoying the journey, you know, it's that balance of like being, we were talking about this today earlier, being in today, you're receiving the blessings, enjoying it while having that intention and staying committed to what we ultimately want. If you can balance that, like you'll get there quickly. Absolutely. And I was you were talking about, you mentioned friendship breakups. Boy, have I had a lot of those. Another part of my, like a huge part of my healing process is just eliminating these people that I don't have your best interest or I used to have a lot of living in LA, you have a lot of party friends. None of them are your real friends. So it's just like Mm -hmm. categorizing people to fit certain needs in your life and also just my circle is so small now my phone used to blow up all hours of the day and now I get texts and I'm like where are my friends but it's so much more peaceful and Mm -hmm. I remind myself like I chose this and look where life is heading it just makes room for the people that I meant to be around Mm -hmm. and my goal ultimately is to only surround myself with people or have my close circle be some like 
have aspects of themselves that I want to become. I yes, you become who you're with. Yes, I love exactly. Mm-hmm. So I've been just surrounding myself with people that I can learn from, who maybe are in a position that I want to be in. Who and I don't want to make this sound like I'm using them. I just I genuinely like I want to admire and be proud of who I'm surrounded by mm-hmm. because you can easily easily fall into if you're around some negative people you can easily fall into that or if you if you're around people who say they're going to do a bunch of things and then it's all talk they don't do it that becomes your life and so I've been working really really hard to just keep that vision clear in my mind and really only surround myself with people that I align with want to become admire I can learn from and it's made my life really freaking good. Like, if I compared myself even just six months ago, like, a lot has changed mm-hmm. in the best, best way. Mm. And it didn't come easy. It did not come easy. I think it's just, I hope people are so encouraged. It just encourages and inspires me and reminds me, you know, all of these things are truly helping us step into our next level self. And like the life we create from that place is always so much more fulfilling and it's so worth it. Like if you, if if it's, it's a choice, you know, how we frame and view and we chatted about this, like, and I know you, you were saying the same thing. And I, just from what you've said today, like you clearly view the, you clearly do this you've chosen how to view these. You've chosen to view these hardships and these rock bottoms as things that are helping you. And, you know, even if it takes some time to get there, sometimes when you're in it, it's a little hard, but you've chosen to keep trusting the process and you've chosen to keep paying attention because you can even view it as helping you get to who you're meant to be. But if you're not actually doing the work to learn the lessons, to reflect, to see your patterns, to change them. It's self-parenting to a degree that we're learning how to do, yeah. um, which is self-sovereignty. Then, you know, then it, it's not as worthwhile, but you like these things get to be as worthwhile as we make them and we get to choose, yeah. you know, how much we're going to participate in this. I'd rather just now take the time to be an emotional wreck and go through all that nonsense because what comes after is so so good I've always always found that once like something that feels like my world is ending happens Mm -hmm. what comes after that is so much better than I could have imagined and it's out of the blue and listen you can sit I believe in manifesting. I believe in visualization. You can sit and do that all day long, but you've got to set up the opportunities for yourself. Yes. Like inspired action in all aspects. Like for me, that big focus is career, but for somebody else, it could be a romantic relationship or even like buying a house. You can, you can sit and visualize that till the cows come home, but you've got to set up take action and set yourself up for when that opportunity comes. Mm -hmm. That's something that I missed for a while. 
Um, inspired action is important and it's, it's different from activity. It's not like spinning your wheels, grinding. It should be things that you feel led to do that feel good, but you need to take action when you get those pings and like actually Mm -hmm. do them. Yeah, totally. A hundred percent. Oh, a lot, a lot to think about a lot. Life is a lot. It is a lot. (laughs) I always joke around. I'm always like, Oh God, I didn't ask to be this strong. I know, but, but it's what I'm glad I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's maybe a great note to end on. Like it's, this is not about creating a life free from conflict or sadness or, you know, difficult experiences. We'll never never be able to do that. It's about never happen. Nope. It's about who you become and becoming somebody who is so strong that those things don't steal your joy and you can still thrive in the midst of it. And I think that's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. That's why I'm on this podcast. I'm sharing how I've been doing it. Um, and so, yeah. I love I love being vulnerable. I hope that I got my point across and opened up enough and explained the situations that I've been through enough to, to help other people who are going through the same thing or something similar or can relate to it to show you like nobody is perfect nobody is you look you look at instagram and you're like get jealous of people's lives but you have no idea what they're going through mm-hmm. like my life looks incredibly fun and it is but it also what's not shown all the time is like just yesterday i was in the car crying because you know with all the bullshit that this man has given me, I still miss my ex and like it's attachment. But again, like I said, you never know what somebody's going through. So I hope I got vulnerable enough mm-hmm. for listeners to relate to. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think that's also a really, that is really a lesson I've had to learn is you can miss somebody and still know they're not right for you. Um, the right decisions don't always feel amazing or they are sometimes very nuanced. Like it's grief and joy at the same time. Um, but again, the strength comes in and also learning how to lead yourself and parent yourself. is like making those hard decisions that truly lead to your long-term happiness. Yep. Life is messy. So messy, but you just got to navigate it well to make the most of it. I love that. Navigating, navigating the mess navigating the mess and trust me I am a hot mess (laughs) (laughs) I think we all we all I have my moments and I I think that was something I had to like talk to myself about was like to last night I think I said this to a friend I was voice noting who was also going to come on the pod but I'm sometimes a perfectionist a professional perfectionist with myself with like my healing or my leading and it's like no leader no coach no therapist, no human ever will ever be perfect. And that doesn't mean that you aren't doing great and that you can't lead and that you can't like, we, we are sharing, we, we are sharing for those who are still in the thick of these things, you know, and and that's how I've got through my divorce and all that stuff was women sharing their stories who were just a few steps ahead of me. Um, I think, yeah, Yeah, leaders are not going to be perfect ever. It's Mm. sharing their experience of, I mean, the most successful people in the world 
talk about how many times they failed before they got to where they are. Mm-hmm. And I think accepting and the failure is accept. Yeah, exactly. You're always going to fail, but you got to, it's the mindset behind it. When you accept the failures as a redirection, changes everything. Yeah. I feel like we need to rebrand the word failure. It had such a negative connotation. I'm like, no, that means you're yeah. doing work. You're learning, you're yeah. growing, you're stepping up, leveling up. But I don't, I don't see the word failure as, or failing as such a negative thing. Yeah. Because listen, if you were to get that thing that maybe you failed at, well, I'll just use the word right now that you failed at, maybe it wouldn't be good for you or the best thing for you. And so life is just redirecting you to what you really want. If your intention is there and you're in that mindset. Amen. Amen. I think that's a great note to end on. Yep. Where, um, where can people find you if they want to follow along with your journey? Do you want to share your Instagram and any other platforms? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm more active on Instagram. It is at Renee period Ash. Renee is spelled R-E-N-E-E Ash A-S-H. And in spring, you can find me on Peacock when my show comes out. Okay. I'm so excited. Are we allowed to know the show? I don't have the final name yet, um, but trust me, I will be promoting it. It is such a good show. Unlike any dating show that I've, I've seen or heard of it, there are plot twists on plot twists and it is just romantic and sexy and fun. It is, I'm so proud of it. So proud of it. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Well, I'm going to be following along waiting for you to announce this. Oh my God. You're in for a treat. I was a, I was a nut job on it. <laughs> like in the best way, in a fun way. You're so fun. I mean, even that night, you're so fun. We had so much fun. <laughs> with our little flaming Listen, cocktails. Oh my God. What a fun night. That was my last night in LA. And I like went out with a bang. And we spent it together. I know. I know. Not even knowing each other. But um, yeah, no, I'm all like, I just like to laugh at myself. I will literally just be walking and trip and fall and just, I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm learning how to be my own best friend. <laughs> I love that. And you know what? You manifest so much more when you are in a healthy, loving relationship with yourself. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. You just feel good. You feel good. You feel good. And it's ups and downs. But for the most part, I'm a big fan of myself now, now that I've done the work to get to where I am. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing yourself and your story for being vulnerable. Um, I'm so excited for people to hear this and hopefully get some juicy and practical takeaways for just like, of course, of course. And listen, if anyone has been through something similar to me and needs support, like DM me and I, I'm a friend to everybody. I'm there to talk about it. I'm there to share more about what happened and listen to you. Even if somebody just wants to vent, like hit me up. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I know it's, it's so, that's also so rewarding. I don't know if you feel this way, just like the connection and community. I feel like I've been able to like with women around the world that I never would have met. I, I mean, through my scandal, I'm 
hate calling it that, but I guess that's what it was. I have, I was able to connect with so many women who were so like sifting through the haters. There were so many women who were so grateful for me speaking out because either they don't have the platform or they're too afraid to do so. And I've actually made some real life friends from it. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And like tons of support for each other. It's beautiful. And it's, that's what it's all about. You know, just connection, community, love. And I love people. I don't want bad people to ruin my, my love for people. So everybody, let's just love each other. Hit me up. Let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening and let us know what you thought and we'll catch you here next Monday.